Yeah, I have a very vivid moment before I went to to Uruguay. I remember I was I was actually walking on the street. I was actually going for a run one day. I think I was maybe 17 yeah. and I was breaking through and I never had an A-league and I just started crying. I kind of thought, yeah. oh, I said, oh my God. I said, maybe I'm not going to be a professional. Maybe the dream of like, at the moment, no A-league club's calling, nothing. And I just started, and I remember the, like, it's a vivid moment that I have yeah. right now. Like I know exactly where I was at that moment. And then I think from that day, I kind of started, you know, saying, no, you, you just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Something's going to come through. In Uruguay, you, you have a look and everyone wants to be a footballer. Every young boy and and the way out sometimes of, of poverty, the way out of for families is is becoming a footballer. Some, Survival, isn't it? Yeah. Some of you see that and when I first arrived, it was it's like, oh, this guy's trying to take our position. He's trying to take our yeah. food. And it wasn't easy trying to integrate with with the players already in in that team you know they'll look at you an australian coming in trying to take my position so it wasn't easy but they once they get to know you and they see that side they're very loving people and they they you know you get along with them very well we train at 6 30 in the morning and i love going to training i hate my days off i don't want to have days off they say oh tomorrow we've got a day off i'm like oh no you know we go out there it's good you know they train us hard but I think they they know the balance yeah. to to when you, when we can joke around maybe you know after yeah. training and things like that or when we need you to listen and work hard and I think that's one thing that I have to commend them with is is that is on point. Hey, this podcast is all about the hustle. My special guest will inspire you with their stories of sheer hard work, resilience. Tremendous work ethics, life skills, mental strength, lessons in failure, and above all, positivity. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the hustle. Hi, we're back on the Silver Fox Hustle podcast. This is the second episode of uh, 2023. And as usual, we've got a great guest on the show today. And uh, But before that, don't forget to click on the follow button on uh, Spotify. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere, so share the love. Now, today, we have a special guest in the show. He is the midfield workhorse of Tanjung Paga uh, United FC. He's uh, Australian, uh, Uruguayan, and uh, you can never miss him because of his absolutely brilliant locks. Welcome to the Silver Fox Hustle podcast, Blake Rishioto. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it, it's been a long time. Yes. I, I've always wanted to have you in, but, uh, you know, Things seem to always get in the way, but finally, we're here. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, preseason with Tanjung Faga. Look, yeah. <laughs> First of all, thank you for for having me on the on the podcast. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of the podcasts, and you know, it's actual a pleasure to be here. You know, with all those big names that have been here, mm, so good. Mm. Um, preseason with Tanjung Faga. So it's been good. It's been intense, and um, yeah. So we've been doing a few. Double sessions as right, well, getting right. getting in the gym. Um, you know, it's quite a new team, I think. So we've got a lot of new players and mm. trying to adapt to to a style. So we're just getting the information in. You know, the coaches are getting the information into their head, and yeah. obviously getting the, the the kilometers under the belt by doing a few yeah, runs yeah, and yeah, yeah. yo yo tests and along those lines. So yeah, <sighs> mate, I've always hated preseason. Yeah, it's 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 the worst part, but also the most important part. I feel. Yeah, well, do you think? No, I'll ask you a question. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that when you have a good preseason, it's probably the best season you've ever had? Yeah, true. That's how I look yeah, at it. You yeah, know, I feel. True. I feel like when I have a good preseason, yeah, it sets the the the, the base. It sets the uh, you know the the foundations yeah. for you to go on and have a good season. Yeah. You know. Hopefully injury free, or you know, along those lines. You know, we're doing a lot of strength work, which yeah. is good. You know, there's a lot of. Uh, parts of preseason that we absolutely hate and we're complaining. <laughs> what is the worst for you in your? Well, I think some of the gym sessions are quite tough this yeah. year, you know, and and the runs and yeah. the runs. But you know, it needs to be yeah. done, so yeah. you just you just get it done at the yeah. end of the day. You know, like like a like a good old pro, we don't complain, we just do. We just do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. Now, mate, let's let's go back all the way. You were born in Australia, correct? And and your dad is 
Uruguayan. Yeah, Uruguayan, right? So, yeah. which part of Australia were you born and, and talk a little bit about your family. So, I was born in Sydney. Okay. So, uh, in Botany, the mascot area right near the airport. Um, and my dad is born in Uruguay, but okay. he migrated to Australia at the age of 12. So, okay. I'd say he's more Australian than Uruguayan mm. at this moment of time. Nice, nice. So, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, growing up in Sydney was great. I went, um, you had siblings? I have an older brother, yep, uh, Daniel. So yeah, he's uh, thirty three. Mm. So he's thirty three, an older brother. So um, and yeah, my mum's Australian. So yeah, that's where I get the curls from. My mum. Yeah, I, I I wanted to ask you that. So this is natural. Natural, natural. Born like this. Yeah, if you see my mum, it's a splitting image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, your, and your brother? My brother, if he grows it out, yeah, but he cuts it short. So okay. yeah. So. so so you, when is the last time you kept it short? <laughs> When I was in Uruguay playing football. Was that was a long time ago. That was in 2014 or 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 2015 was the last time I actually had it short. Nice. So, yeah, and then I just let it grow and now it's kind of like a trademark, yeah, really, a trademark, isn't it? Man. Sometimes I tie my hair up to play and people say, oh, where's Blake today? So I can't tie it up anymore. <laughs> how how does it go with the ladies, my friend? Oh, you know, that, it has it has its good, good things. So, lovely, yeah. lovely. Now, uh, how was school for you? Were you the the studious type or you just No, uh, I'd say... I'd say I wasn't the the, the worst. worst, the worst, and not the best. <laughs> right, right. But right. you know, I uh, you know, with the studies, it kind of like I had to work hard, and I, and I tried my best. Okay. And um, but football was was a very big part. You know, at the age of, well, you know, in high school, at the age of fifteen, sixteen, I was already which be playing, which would be MPL once at the second division of Australia, okay. the first grade team. Yep. So I was getting minimal amount of money per week. Yeah. It wasn't pro, it was semi-pro, but it was kind of like, okay, you're 15, 16, you're, you're here with these men. Mm. Like it, mm. I was trying to focus more on that. But at the same time, I'd finish my studies and do... do were there other sports that you were good in, you excelled in? I was good, but uh, <laughs> I was all right at rugby league. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, coming from a Uruguayan father, he he wouldn't allow he wouldn't allow me to play it. So yeah. <laughs> no, this this football bit was was it because of your dad? Did it come naturally to you, or, or did you just picked it up? Because but I, I do know that Australian is Australians are, are very good at sports in general. They they're physical. They That's, you know yeah. Well, so I was always the sporty type. All my friends, you know, mm. we'd play cricket, basketball, whatever we could play. Yeah. But I'm guessing, or I feel like from my dad's background, my grandparents always being such passionate football supporters with always following yeah. Uruguay. When Uruguay was on, we were watching Uruguay, mm-hmm. you know, their hometown club of Peñarol, we were watching them. And um, I think I kind of, and then I saw my brother at a young age playing football. And then I said to mum, that's, oh, I want to play. Yeah. So it kind of like, you know, it was more of their, their love for football. And I saw it and I was like, okay, I want to do this as well kind of thing. Growing up, were your, were your heroes, football heroes, Uruguayan or Australian? Or, or, you know. um, I'd say, <laughs> I'd say a, a mixture. Yeah. So at first, I'd probably, you know, obviously, you know, uh, being a midfielder. And back in those days, I was really enjoyed watching Steven Gerrard, for example. Uh-huh. But Urugu- I used to watch, uh, well, Uruguay and Australia had the famous... Uh, game to play against yeah. each other the for the World Cup, the yeah, playoff. to make it the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, I never went to Uruguay, so I was supporting for supporting Australia. Right. And um, <laughs> yeah, and it was it was a great moment. But yeah. you know, my dad was stuck in two minds. Right, so yeah, but right. I don't say if I I don't have a favoritism. So yeah. And and when you were you were growing up in school and and start playing football and stuff, were you always a midfielder or you no, you striker. Uh, I, when I was younger, younger striker, yeah. and then when I was around fifteen, sixteen, I, I was a right back. Okay. So I started playing as a right back. Okay. And then um, my actual when I moved to Uruguay, one of the coaches moved me into centre mid, and from then I never looked back. Right, right, right. So yeah, you, you obviously have all the attributes of a central midfielder. You know, the box to box kind. You fit. Yeah. As, as hell, and that, that's great. You know it. Probably fits you perfectly as well. I feel like it does. You know, maybe the fact that I was a right back, I was, I was, uh, I broke through first grade at the age of fifteen mm. in 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 Australia for St George, so maybe you know wasn't ready to play such a pivotal role as a centre midfielder, and yeah. and maybe they had me there as a right back. I'm not too sure, but after that transition, I felt yeah. very comfortable. So yeah. You know, I, I think lots have been said or I've been reading stuff about you in, when, when you were in Australia and stuff growing up, you know, in, in football and stuff like that. And and 
you you weren't really successful in terms of trying to get a club. It, 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 you know, it, pushing on, maybe getting that final cut and, and what have you. What, why why was that so? Why do you, why do you think it was so? Yeah, so to be honest, the, my career as a footballer hasn't very been straightforward as you know. As you know. Even at younger ages, I, I wasn't really the best in the teams. I didn't make really make the state squads. I didn't make the, the school boys team. But I always had this feeling that, you know, I was good enough. You know, whether it be... Uh, my footballing ability or something i don't know what the decision was but there was always something to say i'm good i'm maybe even better than these players why aren't i in the teams and um yeah i i don't know why you know when i was young i was a bit short and one coach said to me oh you're too short you're not physical enough things like that Were at you? a younger age uh i probably i was a little bit short yeah, but i don't yeah. know if i wasn't physical enough you know you, you've seen me play I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, now that, yeah. that's probably one of my main attributes right, right, right. and um so yeah, but um, after even after that, you know, even uh, playing in 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 the the semi pro level, mm. I still couldn't get get an A league squad or, or things like that. So it's it's it must have put a, a dampener on on an average person, you know, just growing up trying to make the grade, and and there you were trying trying very hard, and you just like and and you never give up. Yeah, I have a very vivid moment before I went to to Uruguay. I remember I was. I was actually walking on the street. I was actually going for a run one day. I think I was maybe 17 yeah. and I was breaking through and I never had an A-league and I just started crying. I kind of thought, yeah. oh, I said, oh my God. I said, maybe I'm not going to be a professional. Maybe the dream of like, at the moment, no A-league club's calling, nothing. And I just started, and I remember the, like, it's a vivid moment that I have yeah. right now. Like I know exactly where I was at that moment. And then I think from that day, I kind of started, you know, saying, no, you, you just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Something's going to come through. And that's when I kind of made decisions wow. to, to, to maybe go abroad you know what I mean do, do you have a backup plan besides I'm not talking about backup plan in terms of going to another country to try out I'm talking about a backup plan outside of football this, this is a big thing in Singapore by the way that's right plan. yeah look yeah. I feel like <laughs> I've got a lot of tools maybe that I could uh, do uh, you know at the age of 17 or 18 all I wanted to do was play football yeah even though at the time at 18, I did get a job in Australia and I was working, but the job I got was through football. Okay. My teammate, his mum was the boss of a bank at Westpac and <laughs> I, they said, oh, do you want a job? And I was like, oh, you know, my parents were pushing, get a job. You need a job. And I said, all right. Honestly, I didn't know what I was doing at the bank. You know, I was at a Westpac bank, you know, yeah. doing back stuff on a, in a computer, yeah, right. sending emails, doing all in a shirt and a pants, shirt and a pants. You know, every day, nine to five. Yeah. So that's that's when the kind of um, transition was. Okay, I'm going to save up money mm. and I'm going to go over to Uruguay and follow my dream. I realized in that moment I needed to do that to realize that's not what I want. Now this this is a great sec because you just said it. You just packed your bags. Yeah. yeah, just just like that, and you decided, yeah, you know, let let let's try, and this is this is it. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of a little bit crazy now that I look back yeah. and think about it, and said, oh, you know, it, it took a lot to do that. It was I didn't speak Spanish, and and it it's only bec and I'm talking about the country, right? It's only because your dad. Well, that's right. Yeah, because I had family there, and and I well, cousins, my dad's cousins, not even brothers. My dad's yeah. an only child. But I kind of knew, okay, if I wanted to stay there, I have accommodation at least. Mm. You know, there's contacts within Uruguay. It's a footballing powerhouse. There's a lot of clubs. Yeah. So it was kind of based along those lines because yeah. if I were to go to any other country, it would have been a lot, very difficult. And not only football, if not, I would like, I would have loved, I was, uh, the idea was to go see where my dad was born as well, yeah. my grandparents. Yeah. But the main issue was football. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so I said, oh, I'm going to do it. And yeah, it was, it was wild. This, this, yeah, it, it's so many things here to, to talk about, especially with going there, you don't know the language. So you only spoke English. Yeah. And you went there without, Spanish is the first. Uh, Spanish is the Uruguayan's first uh, language. Yeah. So, what was your first impression of Uruguay? It's it's a it's a only a nation of what three three point five million. Three point five million. The the country is a big culture shock coming from a first world country mm. to Australia, then going to Uruguay. Yeah. Um, it did it did take a, a while to get used to and for yeah. me to to feel comfortable. But after a while, you know, I had a cut. My my cousins were there and things like that, and they were very, very. You know, the Uruguayan South Americans they're very happy, mm. they're very loving, they're very caring. So, and someone coming from Australia, they were like, "Oh, you know, we'll do everything for you." Yeah. So that was that was a very big part in 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 helping me over in Uruguay was was the family. Nice. But yeah, but 
Uruguay, you know, the language was hard. They didn't speak English, my family. So wow. we'd sit down and have dinner and I don't know, hand signals. I was just going through within, I said, oh, I have to learn. Otherwise, I, you know, I won't get by. But, but, but the people are, are friendly and, and very friendly, beautiful, beautiful, places beautiful well. place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very beautiful places. Very friendly. And football is the number one sport. Football is the number. They're, they're crazy. They're crazy. Football, football over there. You can tell it's a diff. It's different. <laughs> At that time, who was the at at, at that time the, the the top player in, in Diego Forlan? Forlan, all right, all right. Was Diego he already at, at at Manu or he was uh, no? He's this was he was already at uh, Atletico Madrid, right, right, okay. And then it was 2012, so I think he would have went to Inter Milan around okay. that stage. They just won the Copa America Uruguay, yeah. So it was around that stage, okay. yeah, and it was just crazy right. after the South Africa World Cup as well. So let me ask you this: Do you think? Things would have been different if you had born been born in Uruguay. If I, in terms of career, maybe because I think uh, it's just very hard to yeah. to kind of think about it. But in Uruguay, you you have a look and everyone wants to be a footballer. Every young boy and and the way out sometimes of of poverty, the way out of for families is. Is becoming a footballer some, survival, isn't it? Yeah, some of you see that. And when I first arrived, it was it's like, oh, this guy's trying to take our position. He's trying to take our yeah. food, and it wasn't easy trying to integrate with with the players already in in that team. You know, they'll look yeah. at you, oh, an Australian coming in trying to take my position. So it wasn't easy, but they once they get to know you and they see that side, they're very loving people and yeah. they they you know you get along with them very well. Nice. But yeah, but I, but I don't know because it's such a it's a small country of three point five million, but there's a lot of people wanting to play football. Everyone yeah. wants to be a professional footballer. Right, it's it's really survival there. It's yeah, everyone wants to be a. It's crazy. It's kind of crazy. And so, yeah. how was football like? So so you went there. And you, you try it with a couple of clubs, obviously, you know, it, again, it's, again, again, it's not straightforward no. getting rejected and stuff like that. And, and one was club Atletico Penarol. Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was, what was it like? So <laughs> it's, so before Penarol, I was at a club called Danubio where, yeah. where Cavani and players like yeah. that have come through. And once again, I was there for a long time <laughs> and three, I was there two months trialing and they said, yes. Okay. Was, I called my parents. I remember the day again. I called my parents. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. Two days later, they said, look, we can't do it. What? There was reasons behind that the guy that got me the, the trial was having a fight with someone. And, and, you know, the whole world broke down. And then one, my dad's friend called me and said, look, I can get you a trial at Peñarol, which is one, the, yeah. biggest, the biggest club in Uruguay and um, that my grandparents and my dad are all supporters of. And I said, oh, okay. You know, I can't say no. What was the age? I uh, was... Just 19. Right. So I was 19, okay. turning 20, and it was in the reserves, so the, underneath the uh, first grade, so the under-23s. And, um, yeah, the first trial was was nerve-wracking, obviously, you know, with a the, the team of that magnitude. And then actual um, – when I came to the trials, they, they decided they were going to sign me. So that was at, in a reserves player. And I did have uh, various training sessions with 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 the first grade, which was an unbelievable experience. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the coach that that I had was Paolo Montero, legend. So you, yeah, you, Juventus, Juventus legend, Uruguay yeah. captain. So right. he was the right. one. He came in when I was trialing, yeah. and he decided to sign me. So, nice. so yeah, that was that was a very good you know um, experience to play underneath someone like of his caliber, but such a down to earth guy. Listen. And and when you went there, and obviously now just looking back, right? Because now you had the opportunity to to uh, experience different cultures and and different football styles as well. Just just in terms of footballing style, right? Yeah. What was it like? Uh, the difference between Uruguay and Singapore in terms of football, not standards, but the style of play. I feel like every every play, every ball is in in Uruguay. They it's like you have to. Just give your give it your all, right? You know, there's no even if it's just like a, a tackle on the sideline, you, you don't back out. You have to give a hundred percent in that sort of. But I feel like players they're the they're very skillful. They're very. Mm -hmm. 
um, the one v ones, like they sometimes they'd rather nutmeg you than than score a goal. <laughs> okay, along those yeah. lines, you yeah. know, they they'd rather humiliate you than than for themselves get scoring yeah. a goal. Right, and kind of that, I was like, oh, yeah, they're one on one with the keeper, and they'll come and they'll put it through your legs, and you're like, oh, yeah. you know, right. that sort of thing okay. that you say, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's uh, there's a word called in in um, Spanish called picardia, which they call, or it's like um, it's kind of like that, like. Uh, to humiliate, trying to take the Mickey out. Yeah, of. trying to take the Mickey out, and and they try to do it all the time, and it's, <laughs> and that's how they, I guess, you know, it's, learn. It's a, it's a cultural thing. It's a, it's a. I think it's a South American yeah, way South of American thing, way, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. And obviously the 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 famous they call it la, la garra is like the famous always give it your all. Okay. In Uruguay, that was when I got there. I remember first. Training <laughs> session I was watching, it was it was like they were, they were playing like a, a World Cup fight. They they used to um, celebrate at training when they scored. They used to yeah. play football, tennis, yeah, yeah, and they they they'd celebrate like, wow. you know, like it, it was just different. It's it's, it's, it's the passion. passion. The, That's yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's the passion. It's, <laughs> and it happens at training. There was guys that would celebrate like really loudly and scream like they would have. They were <laughs> at training, and I was like a bit, you know, I was I had to. Yeah. I was taken upon by it. I was like, oh, wow, you know, this is different. Nice. Well, then came uh, Canadian SC yep. in the Uruguayan second division. Yeah. Um, that was another great experience. Different uh, with infrastructure and things like that. Mm. With the second division isn't um, quite with the best infrastructure or training fields or even playing fields. Back in that time, it, was, yeah. it wasn't the greatest, but... It was good for me to get some first time and good some get some experience playing in a in a pro league second yeah. division in Uruguay. I was I played about thirty games or twenty yeah. the whole season. Yeah. So that was that was a good that was a good move for me actually. You know. So with with all this happening, right? And and at which point you 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 already thought that yeah, you know, I I think I've not not made it in terms of winning everything the league and what what not, but. Yeah, I'm I'm a professional footballer, you know. I I'm I'm I think that the moment that I signed with Peñarol, I think that was one of yeah. the more vivid like okay, okay, you're at one of you're at a big institution that's yeah. known worldwide. Yeah. You you know, you've you've made you've made it, you kind of thing. But I wasn't there as like okay, now you can relax. No, I I just wanted to keep yeah. pushing to go try and get first grade and things like that. And then the second division, you know, I was like okay, this is also a good step into where I want to be. Yeah, it's of kind of like not. I'm, I haven't made it, but it's the direction is going quite well. Yeah. So yeah. So obviously, with with uh, Canadian SC and then you you went back to, to Rock Rockdale. Well, look, I went back because I had a trial with Sydney FC. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, how I, did this? How did this happen? Like, like you in uh, Uruguay, yeah. and then how did this happen? Well, like, I had an actual. I had a. First division side in Uruguay interested in me and another another top team in second division. Yeah. And then one agent called me from Australia and he said, look, I can get you a trial, uh, a three-week trial in Sydney FC. And it's hard to say no to to your hometown mm. and to the biggest club we in, homesick, in the we... A-League. I, I don't no. think I ever get I, I ever got homesick. At the first stages when I went to <laughs> Uruguay for the first time, maybe for the first Two months, it was a little bit homesick. But when when you're at a big institution like Peñarol or playing yeah. football every day, it, it's kind of hard to get and, homesick. And and by then you already know Spanish. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, Within and, four months, I picked it up. Wow. Yeah. So Lovely. I didn't really get homesick. But then I said, okay, Sydney FC, my yeah. hometown, uh, biggest club in the A League. Graham Arnold, great coach. You know, now he's. Yeah. I said, I'll give it a crack. Like you know, you never yeah. know when you're going to get this opportunity True. again. So I was there for two weeks, three weeks. I did really well. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you if I did really well or not, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I did really well even Graham Arnold. But at the end of the day, he said to me, he said, Blake, we've got too many midfielders. He said, okay. but in any other A-League club, you'd be, able to, you'd be able to play. But at that time, I couldn't get any contacts. I couldn't get a trial. <laughs> I couldn't get anything. So then I, I, I even asked Graham. I said, Graham, what do, you, what do you suggest? Do I go back to Uruguay or should I play in the second division, MPL in Australia? Yeah. He said, look, there's a lot of players coming from MPL going to the A-League. If you do well in the MPL, surely an A-League club will pick you yeah. up. And then Rockdale got in contact with me yeah. and, yeah, and then I… There's, there's, there's uh, success there, actually, in, in, personally as well. 
at Rocktail. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it's it was great. It was a great stint there, and you were Player of the Year twice. Yep. Uh, and oh. yeah, and Team of the Year as well. Twice. Yeah, I was there. Player of the, I was there three years. Yeah. I think the first two years I got Player of the Year twice, and then the first year and the third year I got Team of the Year in the league in the NPL. Wow. So I did. I did. A, it was. I love the club, and I did really well. The the league was good. Is a good level. But once again, you know, there was we even had an FFA Cup, like they call it the Australia Cup, which is kind of like the FA Cup. We played against mm. Sydney FC, did really well again. You know, a lot of articles out. I think I was I was named top ten uh, players outside the A League yeah. at one stage, yeah. and yeah, at the end of the day, you know, football's an opinion based game. So if yeah. it's it's very, you know, I don't, I never. I don't hold a grudge really against people in Australia or the Australian football or anything like that. It's just it's just how it's meant to be, I guess. And it's weird. It's 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 really weird. And you, know, you you think about it, and in in terms of you know players coming up from uh, the NPL and stuff like that, and trying to make it into the A League sites, and and you didn't, and and it's play of the year twice as well. And you just think about it, and are there any regrets now? Just looking back at why. Why couldn't not, not regrets because of your fault, but any regrets not making it there? Um, to be honest, I I'm not sure because I feel like that that happening kind of uh, guided to me where I am today. Of course, and in that sort of sense, there's all the experience I'm having currently, or what that I've had in my career and things like that. I, I don't think I'd ever I'd ever change it. Mm. But at the same time, sometimes there's you know you think back and you said, oh, you know how 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 didn't it happen? Like how didn't mm. I get from this stage to there? You know, I know I can do it. Yeah. Kind of like uh, that. I got a taste in my kind of like oh, I just you know hopefully or not hopefully, but I wish one day maybe I could just do it, just get it get it yeah. get it done with you know, yeah. so I can say I've done it or. But at the end of the day, as I said, there's no regrets. I'm I'm quite grateful for that happening. Mm. That I I am where I am today. Now, obviously, from then on, in 2019, you went to Brunei DPMM. How how did that move come about? Brunei of all places. <laughs> this this is a funny story. <laughs> yeah. So it was my third year at Rockdown, as you said. You know, Player of the Year and all that. And I started to get a little bit frustrated. I said. Yeah. I want to go back to playing full time because yeah. this is semi-professional. Even though you know economically it, it's quite good, you know I was even coaching on the side, which I enjoyed. I said, "Oh, I, I want to go back to full time." So what I did, I put a video together myself. I was there watching all my games, put a video together, yeah, yeah. I put a resume, and I just I had all these agents on on Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, and I just sent it, bang, 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 and just I said to them, "Look, I'll pay for my flights, my accommodation. All I need is a wow. trial. Yeah. I just need a trial." Anywhere you can get, I, I just get a trial. So then one guy got back to me <laughs> that I met in Uruguay and he said, look, I can get you a trial in Brunei. And I had to look it up. I said, Brunei. <laughs> he says, but they play in the Singapore Premier League. Yeah. You have to go there for two weeks. And he says, but on the second week, you can't attend because I got you a trial in the United States. Okay. And I said, oh, okay. So I went to, he, I had to get my flights and whatever, yeah, and yeah. I got there and I went to Brunei. And in Brunei, I don't know if you know, they do an open trial. Okay. So there was 22 players from different For countries. For foreigners, yes. only foreigners. Ah. So the, so the three foreign spots, 22 people, England, Ukraine, And what, they, they played like, like two sides? Really? 11 v 11. <laughs> okay. 11 v 11. Right. Um, with goalkeepers, as in, as in goalkeepers are were also on trial. No, the goal, local goal local goalkeepers in that okay. and that because they weren't looking for local okay. goalkeepers. Right. So they were looking for three foreigners. There's you know from Sierra Leone, Africa, okay. South Africa, like all over yeah. the world. Yeah. And eleven v eleven, uh, overwatched by the committee members, okay. the crown prince, and. And um, the coaches, coaching staff. Who, who was the head coach then? I can't remember. Adrian Pennick. Yeah, he's still there today. He, yeah. he, they're back in the league, and he'll be he, right. Yeah, very good experience to to, to play under Pennick as yeah, well. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and yeah, so I, I was there for the first week, and I couldn't do the second week trial because I was okay. going to United States to Tampa Bay in the USL for a trial. And yeah, so it was eleven v eleven, just games practically the whole time, whole time. And then I, after that, I went straight from Brunei to Sydney. And then Sydney, I, I didn't even stay a night in Sydney. I went straight to Tampa Bay yeah. on trial at Tampa Bay. And then I was in Tampa Bay. It was only a three-day trial at Tampa Bay. 
Then Tampa Bay sat me down. Oh, no, I got an email from Brunei saying, look, we want to sign you. Wow. So I had to go talk to the coach at Tampa Bay. I said, look, what, what, what? on the third day, I said, look, he says, no, we want to sign you as well. And then I just weighed up the options and I said, oh, Asia, you know, Singapore, it's going to be. So I, mm. so I went with uh, I went with Brunei and, wow. and yeah. So they signed the three players, you, uh, Varankov, Varankov, and Clough, Charlie Clough. Charlie Clough. Is Charlie Clough still? He's playing in Thailand. Ah. Yeah, yeah. He's he was really a centre-back, well. isn't he? Centre-back, great footballer. Yeah. Great footballer. So. And and Varankov, what a striker. Yeah. What yeah. a striker. He We're coming up against him this year, so yeah. it should be a good good battle again. What okay, what was Brunei like, by the way? Uh, let, let, I, I want to ask I haven't been there, by the way. Oh, you have oh okay. I haven't been there. It's 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 not a criticism, but is it as boring as people um say I feel like me? they say, you know, they this even even the locals when I first arrived. There, one of the lo- the local drivers said to me, "Welcome to the fishbowl." I said, "What do you mean?" He says, he says "Oh, there's no entertainment." Ah, okay. okay. So, but I feel like once you start to to get you live there and you start to get to see what what things are are good about Brunei, there are there are a lot of things that you can do there. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. Nice, and nice. and um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to play there. Actually, yeah. when we have three, when we have a, it, it, and listen. I, I don't know. I, I don't think you would have any regrets choosing Brunei over Tampa. I, yeah, no regrets at all. You know, and and obviously the, the first season you won it. You you won the yeah. the the league, and uh, you know, you were in team of the year as well for for Brunei, and that was probably the first time I saw you play. That was the first That's time right, I saw yeah. you play, and and yeah, again, what what stood out was your hair first of all, <laughs> and then there it was the. You know, just the midfield bite yeah. in the middle of the park. It was it was great, and uh, and obviously powered by Andre's goals, right? And uh, what was the standard of football there like? What what is it like? Are there clubs there? And, uh, apart, uh, obviously Brunei is a different. Uh, what were the other clubs there? So How there's it... DPMM, and yeah. then Brunei have their own, the Brunei League, right? But the Brunei League is is not a professional league, okay. so it's um, semi professional. But there are there are a lot of the, I think there might be. Th- we didn't really get to see too much of it. The the, the under twenty threes or under twenty ones. Okay. I'm not sure at that when it was. They would the DPM under twenty ones would play in that league. Yeah. And 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 versus the other local sides in right, that league. Right. Right. And um and they play, but there is a lot of big interest in football in, mm. in Brunei. You see when the national team plays, yeah. when DPM plays, they get a bit of a backing. And there are some very good players coming up and, right, and, right. and in the in the even in those other clubs there's a lot of good players as well. Right. So right. yeah. Nice. It's just that I'm, it's just such a small country that you know what I mean? So, so yeah. E- even the, the the stadium, the national stadium there is like the Singapore National Stadium of all. Exactly the same. It's a carbon copy. Oh, is it the old national stadium? Exactly the same. I've never seen the old national stadium it's, of Singapore. Yeah, yeah, just just Google it. The old. I, I don't know whether you can Google that, but I think it will. It's exactly the same carbon yeah, it's copy. A ve- it's a very nice stadium, the the Brunei mm. one. We used to enjoy playing with the yeah. track. At the yeah, 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 yeah. But they are the fortress for them. Yeah, it's true. A fortress for them. What do you What do you think of their chances this season? Oh, I think they're always in for a chance. The the, the, pl- the local players are the same. I haven't looked at the, the majority. Uh, from what I've seen, the majority are the yeah. same. The mo- Varankov's back, yeah, and um, I'm not. I think they've signed a few other foreigners, but yeah, the most of the. I'm looking forward to seeing the local boys. I haven't seen them in a while, really? so it really? should be good. Yeah, it's so, like yeah. a like a re- uh, reunion. Uh, reunion <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Well, Blake, let's talk about Singapore, right? And then Tanjung Pago, obviously. Uh, you you signed obviously for Tanjung Pago, a, a, a team where at that time and. Even now, I mean, if if you can think about it, right, with a tight budget, you know, what were your goals when you signed for Tanjung Paga? Uh, who who made the the first move? Like, as in, who who approached you? So actually, f- I think from what I remember, Fandi, yeah, uh, he called me and yeah. he said, "Look, uh, Alam Shah has taken okay. Tanjung Paga. Would you know? Uh, here's his number, <laughs> and oh, Alam Shah called me or something along those lines." Yeah. And when I spoke with Alam Shah, from from the first time I spoke with him, I kind of knew how he was, and I was on board. Right. It was quite. This is on the phone. Yeah, on the phone. The first conversation I had with Alam Shah was like, "Oh, this sounds 
unbelievable. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. And I, I had watched a few of their games on the first season that yeah. they were in the league. And even though they didn't get they didn't get a win and they didn't get any yeah. results, I kind of could see what what they were about, and I could see where what, where Alam Shah and and yeah. their club were, were building to. Um, and yeah, and my goal, obviously, I don't think there's in my mentality there's no player that goes into a league or a team thinking they cannot win it. You know, yeah. after what Leicester City could do or yeah. anything along those lines, right. I feel like the. And we had some good signings, you know, Rio Nishiguchi, Cairo yeah. Amri. Yeah. So there, there was a lot of, and some good uh, fire rates at that time as well. So I had a look at that and said, oh, we're in for a chance. We're in yeah. for a chance. Junior, yeah. the, the Brazilian forward as well. Right, right. So at that time, you know, I thought, okay, we could shake a few. Obviously, it's not going to be straightforward because it's a new team, mm. new club. There's still maybe some teething problems and things like that. But. I think from now, you know, thinking back, it's it's one of the best decisions I've made, to lovely, be honest. Lovely. In, in, you know, in last year, okay, last year in 2022, you guys punched above your weight in, in a way, in a way, you know, and many critics and pundits, including myself, thought that, hang on a minute, you know, after a while, they, they, they're going to like slip because of maybe injuries, uh, squad debt, lack of rather, and, and, and stuff like that, many, many things, right? And then, Okay, you 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 did you you guys did falter a little bit. Uh, you, you finished what six out of eight. But having said that, you were only two points away from Gelang. Yes, two points away from Gelang, who were fourth. Yeah, you know. So it's it's about the first maybe it's first two, first three, and then the the gap is uh, huge. Yeah, you know. So do do you think having made the start that you guys made, you know, you could have. Gone a little bit higher. Look, it's funny because uh, a lot of people say that we kind of those first eight games or whatever it was we kind of punched above, but we kind of knew that mm. we we that's where that's where our level is. That's what we're up to. We we can we can do that, yeah. and we've shown even though after that it was kind of ups and downs. I think we've showed in many games uh, and that we we are we can turn yeah. it on. We can fight with it with, with amongst everyone else. Um, I think the suspensions and a few injuries did yeah. did cost us a lot, you know, to some key players as well, mm. which which was 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 difficult at the time. And if if we get so, I think say for example, there's a game that we drew against Haugang. They drew in the 90th minute. Yeah. If we go on and to win that game, we're fourth, yeah. and it's kind of a whole different outlook. That true. Tanjung Pagar finished fourth. So at the moment you finish sixth, oh, maybe, you know, it's a, not it's, the best yeah, season. But right, right. just that, you know, that's the the, the details that yeah. you kind of look at and say, we could have finished fourth. Yeah. But I think there's a belief in the camp that that mm. those eight games, that's where we should be at. Mm. Not not the other, the last back end kind of thing. That's where we should be at. That's the belief of our, our team. So, yeah. How has Singapore treated you so far? Two, well, this is your third third year. This, yeah, your third year. How, how has it been so far, personally, for you? When you first came down, and obviously you came down with Brunei before. Yeah, but, but just what two days, three days, two days every second it, right? week or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, my third year in living in Singapore, fourth year in the league, right? Right. Um, first year was quite difficult outside of football because okay. COVID restrictions. Yeah. We could only, um, the coffee shops weren't open. You could only yeah. get takeaway. Yeah. That was quite difficult and there was no crowds and things like that. So, but now I'm enjoying it so much. It's It's, it's yeah. been it's been great and, and I'm loving Singapore. Obviously, last season and the season before with, with my good friend Rio Nishiguchi, we used to, we do a lot together. So You'll miss him. Yeah, I'll miss him. Yeah, yeah. What a season he had, man. What a player. Yeah, what a player! And and he wasn't even a striker before this. He played out wide, so, not not a real. No, well, yeah. see, he yeah. was uh, out wide, but then in Alam Shah yeah. groomed him and said, "Play num, you know, I'm going to teach you how to play number nine. How's how's Alam Shah, by the way? Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the main reason. The main reason I'm at I'm at Tanjong Paga, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he, works very well. Yeah, and he's very. Very into details. Oh, because I spoke to him about about certain things on on off air as well, and he's just like, oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm like thinking, what's he talking about? Yeah, there's a as, lot of as the things that you don't think about usually. Yeah, and then it makes you think about it. Yeah. Sometimes there's some things that he says at training, and he he says it, and then you look at it, and you're like, oh, he's right. Yeah, 
You know, it's kind of like that. So there's a lot of details that that you think he, he can see that maybe other people cannot see. How's Hasrin? Oh, he's good as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like that that is the main reason why mm. I'm still kind of you know the, the coaching staff. You know, we train at six thirty yeah. in the morning, and <laughs> I love going to training. I hate my days off. Yeah. I don't want to have days off. They yeah. say, oh, tomorrow we got a day off. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. You know, we go out yeah. there. It's good. You know, they train us hard. But I think they they know the balance yeah. to to when you, when we can joke around maybe you know after yeah. training and things like that or when we need you to listen and work hard and I think that's one thing that I have to commend them with is is that is on point. What is the club's goals this season? To be honest, I haven't we haven't really mm. spoke about the, the the club's goals. Yeah. Um. Obviously, on a on a personal note, I'm hoping that the the club's goals is to aim high. Mm. Uh, What's high? As I could say, I'd love to be champion again. You know, I'd yeah, love to lift yeah. that trophy. That that'd be my personal. And I think the club, I think the club knows that there's there's a chance. Okay. Whether it be slim, whether it be, they know there's a chance. Right. And I think a top three mm. or lifting a trophy this year will be good. A cup, one of the a cups. Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what we're what, that's what we're aiming for, and I think we this year we have the squad to do so. What is so special about Tanjung Pagar? You know, I think you spoke a little bit about that with with the coaching staff and stuff. But I, gen, I, I feel personally, I feel there's something special that that, uh, that it's you. You guys are always together, no matter what. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Ob- obviously, you got your your losses last season, some some major ones, big defeats. I mean, but still. You guys came came back, and you know you you guys are a, a tight unit. Is is that right? I feel like you know, I, no, everyone asks me the same question. They ask a lot of people the same question, yeah. and it's very hard to pinpoint something. And sometimes I go back and think about it. It's, like, it's one of the the most uh, unite teams I've I've yeah. ever actually played in. And obviously, another big reason why I'm here is because I get along so well with yeah. every single one of the players. There's no little clicks, and. You know, I was kind of thinking, why why is it like that? And it could be down to there's a lot of players that previously were without clubs, got released by their mm. previous clubs. In my case hasn't been the, the, the smoothest of runs in football. A lot of players have gone through a lot of hardships, but, you know, now that, that all of that, that, we're all together at Tanjong Paga and to be honest, I think everyone will just fight for everyone. And that's the, the, the best thing about it. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, the people in the band, oh, he's not playing. No, they all want everyone to do well. Nice. Last season, Ryuna Shiguchi, for example, we were fighting for him to get the the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the leading goal scorer. Everyone, wanted, right, it. everyone right. wanted it. Everyone wanted it. So I think that's something special about the team that we have. So, yeah. Beautiful. You spoke a little bit just now about, uh, you know, the, the football, the style of football. In terms of standards-wise, right, if you compare Australia, Uruguay, and, and, and Singapore, obviously, what's, what's the standards like? How huge is the gulf? So I feel there's – the thing is it's very hard to pinpoint something yeah. with when they ask this question. I feel like there's a lot of uh, – in Australia, physically, they're, they're, they're very strong. Strong, fit. That they run yeah. all day up and down. You know, yeah, yeah. that is something that you you can see in Australian footballers and things like that. They never give up. They they never give up. Yeah. They never give up. Um, in Uruguay, you can see that it's just a different desire, different passion. But with style wise, you know, they love the one v one. They love you know always with the ball and things like yeah. that. Uh, Singapore, I feel like Singapore has a lot of lot of good things and I feel like it's growing. Since the first time in 2019 of here, mm. you know, I feel like there's a lot of um, very good players. Uh, I feel like um, that the gap, I think it's just the, the fact that there's, there's so many little, there's not many teams and I think economically there's a lot of players that decide to go on different avenues, whether to stick it with football because it's not the main focus is players that have an extra job outside mm. of football. Because yeah. if you see even um, in Uruguay, the people are training after, they're, they're, they're working on their craft after training, yeah, right, trying to right. better themselves, the desire to, to get either in Uruguay, their families out of yeah. And here in Singapore, I feel like, okay, training's finished. I've got to go and, and do my other job now. Right. And I find that, you know, that that's maybe where the, the gap can be shortened in, in a yeah. certain way. If it's the, probably stopping them from that's, selling. That's, yeah? It's not the fact that they're not good or they don't know. It's just that they, they, they for other reasons, yeah. they cannot 
you know, a hundred percent focus on that. So, yeah. If, if there's one thing that you think, and it's not a, a thing that it's about criticism or anything, it's just being constructive. Something that is lacking in our our local footballers. What is it? It's just something that is, you know. I, I'd have to say the the passion. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's some players that have it, but on a whole, there's you know it's a lack not, of yeah. yeah, lack of bit of lack of passion, that desire. I think it also goes back to what you just said that, that there's always something else to do. Yeah, I feel like that you know it's very hard for some of the players here that you know they have to have a second job in certain places and things yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I think just just the passion because to be honest, there's some very good players, yeah. very good players that that you can see that that you know you think this yeah. guy's good. Nice. This guy's good. So yeah, we, we but that's it's about it. Beautiful. Before we go, Blake, there's this thing called the quick fire on. We're gonna okay. ask some quick questions, and uh, I think it should be easy for you. Let's let's start off. Let's go. Your favorite local food? Uh, chicken rice. <laughs> there's, there's always it's that. a chicken it's, rice. It's I don't. Always. It's good. It's yeah? Chicken rice. Um, nasi lemak. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know which you, one to choose. You, you you like spicy food? I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah I don't mind Your it. Your favorite drink? Like local drink? Yeah. Uh, Is there a local drink? Yeah, local what, drink. I don't, I don't really drink. I just have water, yeah. but, you know, oh. I'm not a... Uh, Tetaric, maybe? Oh, Tetaric, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Your favorite hangout in Singapore? My favorite hangout? Yeah. Can be anything. Can we be anywhere? There's a... I, I go to this cafe in uh, near Jurong East, because that's where I am. It's okay. called Hugs. I go just ah. there, have a few coffees. But um, when I, li- I like to go to dinner for to Haji Lane. Okay. Haji nice Lane. Place, is, yeah. yeah, I love Haji Lane. Beautiful. Even when we were at Brunei, we were staying at the Village ah, Hotel. We okay. still always oh, go to Haji nearby. Lane. Yeah, so that was, brilliant. that was the best place. Will they be here in uh, Village Hotel as well? I'm not sure this where they're yeah. staying, but most likely, okay. yeah. Nice, nice. Jalan Basar or OTH? Jalan Basar. Grass or artificial? Grass. Grass? Brilliant. Unless it's Topayo, Haogang, any other ground. <laughs> <laughs> the best stadium you played in. The best stadium, uh, Estadio Centenario in in Uruguay, the national the right, national stadium. Right. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. What what's what's uh, the capacity like? Yeah. Uh, I think now it's I think I had sixty thousand, seventy thousand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the. It's like a historic. Got a lot of uh, history behind nice, it as nice. well. Tanjong Paga. Worst dressed. Tanjung Paga with Fatula. Worst dress. Fatula. Why? Why? Fatula. Why? He comes with some some long pants that I don't know. It's just yeah. It's uh, it's definitely Fatula. Best dressed. Best dress. Um, last year would have probably had to say Rio Nishiguchi. Yeah. This year maybe I'll go with uh, Naki. Nakudin Nakudin Naku- 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 yeah. Why? What was it? What is I don't it? know He's just got some nice shoes I tell you <laughs> From LCS <Yeah. laughs> uh, Right Klopp, Guardiola Or You gotta choose this wisely By the way right Klopp, Guardiola <laughs> this, Or Hazrin <laughs> I just gotta go with Hazrin <laughs> I gotta see him tomorrow <laughs> Nah Klopp or Guardiola I'll go Guardiola yeah. uh, The most skillful player At Tajupaga The most skillful um, I, I'd have to say now, go with Cairo Harry. Harry, yeah, from from Geelong. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a big shout. Yeah, he's he's good on the ball. Don't mind, yeah, yeah. Um, the tough, toughest opponent in the SPL so far. Toughest opponent, I'd have to say either Diego Lopez or Shadan. The yeah. Lion City, the Lion right? City midfield. <laughs> I had a few problems with the Lion City, <laughs> Lion City midfield. So yeah. Well, it, it's good to know that Shana has moved on, <laughs> yeah. but you still have one to. Yeah, I yeah. know. So yeah. Find a way. Find a way, my friend. Yeah. Uh, best local player in the SPL. The best local player in the SPL. I'll go Shaki Hamsa. Shaki. Yeah. Why? I think he's just different yeah? to to most local players. You in know, terms of what leadership. Mm. Um. Energy, yeah. leadership, energy, and and just just his his ability to 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 like the tactical awareness and and his ability to change a game. Like if sometimes he he just take the ball and he'll go forward or right. you make yeah. a run and things like that. So, right. but I think it's more of his his, his leadership qualities yeah. as well. So yeah. Uh, besides you, the best foreign player in the league, I'd have to say Diego Lopez. <laughs> Diego Lopez. He's special, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. a good footballer. Yeah. He's very good. The last question. 
Uh, this one you got, you got to lie if you have to. Okay. The best podcast at the moment. The Silver Fox Hustle. That's oh, the one. Lovely. It's got to be brilliant. The only one. Brilliant, my friend. Make sure you get on and follow and like, guys. <laughs> Listen, before we go, right? Your advice for young boys and girls, you know, in Singapore, trying to be the next Blake. You know, because listen, and and people who are watching this at home, this guy over here he hasn't hasn't really had had it easy. You know, you, the, you, whatever you've been listening to, that's it. You know, it's all hardship. It's trying. It's failure. I think there's more failures than anything else. I think, yeah, right. So, so listen up because this is this is important. I feel like you know, obviously, the the there's there's in football or in life. I think the the there's a lot less positives but those positives are so much more sweeter than so you're gonna have to go through failures you know what i mean but um the advice would be if someone is really wanting to do something you know it's so cliche but just stick your mind to it and just work hard you know what i mean at the end of the day you just got to work hard and find a way find a way you know i wasn't having luck in australia and i said i'm gonna find a way to make this happen so i I found a way at the end of the day and just work hard at your craft and 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 give it all your best and also be a good human being that's a that's the most important part i guess oh that's beautiful that that is great that's 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 great man and and listen find a way and be be a good person be a good person you know that's the main part i guess absolutely brilliant blake Thank you so much for being on the Silver Fox Hustle podcast. Finally, yeah, finally. finally. And I, I want to wish you uh, a very good uh, luck this season, personally as well as for the team. And send my regards to all uh, everyone at Tanjung Paga. They're, they're great lads, and uh, hopefully you you guys have a good season and win something, man. That's it. It's yeah? been a pleasure, mate. Thank you finally to be on this podcast, and I'm very happy. And uh, all the best for everyone. So thank the, you. The, this has been the latest uh, episode of the Silver Fox Hustle podcast. Don't forget, click on the follow button. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. So share the love. Uh, uh, until the next episode, the hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. Cheers. Yeah.